Hi, welcome to the last chapter of this series, Chapter 6, Population. So, as the name of the chapter suggests, population, therefore we are talking about people. The people are important both for development of the economy as well as society. Now, clearly human beings are producers and consumers of Earth's resources. This statement should be absolutely clear in your mind. We produce and we only consume. Now to distribute Earth's resource, we have to ask three main questions. How many people are there and where are they located? And the second question is, how has the population grown and changed through time? And the last one is, what are their age, sex, composition, literacy level, occupational structure and health conditions? And if you see, these questions are very important if you were to allocate resources efficiently. By the way, allocation of resources also means economics. Just keep that handy. Now let us read about each question and understand them in brief. The first one is population size and distribution. So India has a huge population. Now the actual population of India as of today is 1.252 billion, which means 125 crore. Now these many people are unevenly distributed all over the country. That's why you'll see some states have more people than the other. And if you see almost half of India's population lives in five states, they are Uttar Pradesh, Maharashtra, Bihar, West Bengal, Andhra Pradesh and Rajasthan. Now we'll try to understand India's population distribution by density. Watch this small clip in which you will understand what is population density and how it is calculated. Population density is always expressed in per square kilometer or kilometer square. Both are same. Consider a distance between A to B as 1 kilometer. The total number of people staying in this 1 kilometer piece of land is called as population density. Now the next question that comes in your mind is how do we calculate the density of population? The most common way is to divide the total population of an area by the total land area. Population count is collected from census and land area is collected from local municipality and then you can divide both of them to get the population density. Now that you understand what is population density, India's current population density is 382% per kilometer. Of course, this population density will vary from state to state because as we have read earlier in the page that the population of India is unevenly distributed, which means some states have higher population than the other. Some of the reasons behind population density is the terrain and the unfavorable climatic condition. So if you have followed my geography videos, you must have heard me saying a lot of times that climatic conditions and the physiographic condition of a country determines the population of that area. For example, in a mountainous region, you'll have less population compared to a plain area. And the reason is simple. Flat plains have fertile soil and abundant rainfall. And these are ideal location for agriculture. Hence, civilization will settle near such areas. And the next topic is population growth and process of population change. Population keeps on changing. It is never the same. And it constantly changes because of three processes. That is birth, death and migration. So births and deaths determine the population of a country. Whereas migration determines the population density of a place. For example, if a person moves from rural area to urban area, then the population of the urban area increases. And also the population density of that place. Population growth. It simply means how many people are present or have left a country during a specific period of time. It is very important to keep an account of this. So how do we calculate this? It is obtained by simply subtracting the earlier population from the later population. Population is counted in 10 years basis that is through census. So every 10 year we take population count. So we will simply take 
this decade's population and subtract it by the last decade's population. And if pace of the population increase, that is referred to as annual growth rate. If the annual growth rate is declining, it is a positive indicator because of the efforts of birth control. And if the annual growth rate is increasing, the opposite happens. Now we'll read about the process behind the population change. And we know it is mainly because of three reasons, birth rate, death rate and migration. So migration does not changes the population of the country as a whole. It just changes the population of a particular place. Because when you move from place A to B, the population of B increases. Therefore, the natural increase of population is the difference between birth rate and death rate. So if we just know the birth rate and the death rate of a country, we can easily find out the natural increase of population. Now what is the meaning of birth rate? So it is the number of life birth per thousand person in a year. So it is calculated in a whole year basis and we have to divide the number of babies born by thousand person. Since India's population is increasing, therefore the major reason is because of birth rate. Now what is death rate? It is the number of deaths per thousand person in a year. Now the reason behind India's growing population is birth rate. So we can also say that it is the rapid declining of the death rate which is also the reason behind India's population. It is just a paradox. So remember this in both ways, birth rate and death rate. And the third component of the population growth is migration. That means the movement of person from one place to another. Now migration is of two types, internal and international. Internal migration does not change the size of the population. So when you're moving from say one state to another, the population of the India as a whole does not change. It's just the population of A or B will change. So in India, mostly people move from rural to urban area because of there are certain factors such as condition of poverty and unemployment. So people feel that if they move to urban areas, they'll have some job or they can elevate out of poverty. So it is just because of increased employment opportunity and better living condition that people move from rural to urban areas. The next topic is age composition. It refers to the number of people in different age groups in a country. Because if we have the data related to the age composition of a country's population, we can segregate them by saying how much of the population is, is the working force of the economy or how much of it is a younger generation and how much of it are elder generation for, for whom social security needs to be implemented. So these are the theories that we need to build if only we have the age composition of the population. See, a person's age influences what he needs, buys, does and capacity to perform. Therefore, it is very important to know how much of it is children or working age or aged group, elderly people, because then we can define our economic structure efficiently. Generally, the population of any country is divided into three categories. They are children that is generally below 15 years because they are economically unproductive and need to be provided with food, clothing, education and medical care. In simple terms, they are dependent on their parents or guardian. And then we have the working age that is from 15 to 59 years. They are economically productive and biologically reproductive. They comprise the working population. So this is the age group that works in our nation and produces wealth for the economy, for the country by paying taxes and giving services. And the last category is aged that is above 59 years. So they are economically productive, but they may have retired. So we are talking about pensioners or who do small work which are not that productive. Plus after 60 years, they fall under senior citizen category. Hence, they are also not available for employment through recruitment. They can just do small jobs. So these are the three categories in which the entire population of a country is divided. Now we'll read about sex ratio. So it is the number of females per thousand males in the population. So we will take the number of females in a particular place and divide it by 1000 males 
of that population and that's how we'll get the sex ratio of a particular place. So this information is very important because to measure the extent of equality between males and females in the society. So all the social initiatives taken by the government towards women empowerment is taken by looking at the sex ratio. In India it has always remained unfavorable to females. So if you see this table, always the sex ratio is lesser for females. So this was the meaning of sex ratio. Now we have literacy rates. So the meaning of literacy rate is educated citizen that can make intelligent choices. So obviously it is very important quality of a population. The higher the literacy rate, the higher it is assumed that the population is developed. So low level of literacy are a serious obstacle for economic improvement. Because then there will be no innovation, there will be no research and development. Hence it will affect employment and there will be low economic development. So you understand the cycle. So the meaning of literate is a person who is above seven years can read and write with understanding in any language. So this was about the literacy rate. Now coming to the occupational structure. So it refers to the distribution of population according to different types of occupation. So basically occupation in any country is divided into four categories. But here we are just talking about three categories. They are primary, secondary and tertiary. So primary activities include agriculture, animal husbandry, forestry, fishing, mining, etc. In simple terms, you are putting direct hand into the natural resources and extracting them. And the secondary activity includes manufacturing, industry, building and construction. In simple terms, whatever that you took out from the primary activity that needs to be processed, cleaned, well made and then taken to the outside public. So that is where all these manufacturing industry building and construction work comes under. And the third type is tertiary activity which includes transport, communication, commerce, administration and other services. So in simple terms, once the final product is made, it needs to be transported from one place to another. It needs to be sold to people through services. It needs to be administered, monitored or stored. So those kind of work falls under tertiary activity. The next topic is health. It is an important component of population composition which affects the process of development. So just think of it this way. In order to achieve your goals in life, you need to be healthy because if you're healthy, then you can put in all your efforts in becoming what you want. And when you become what you want, you will contribute towards economic development of the nation. So even the government is very interested in keeping you healthy because it understands how much it is important to keep you healthy so that you can be productive towards the nation's economic development by paying taxes. And it is a fact that the death rate in a country has declined. So there was a time when people used to live only till 36 years, but today people are living up to 64, 70 years. So there is a significant change in the death rate. And one of the reasons behind that is because of prevention of infectious disease and application of modern ma medical practices in diagnosis and treatment of ailments. So there has been a huge development of medical science in recent years in a country. And because of that, people are able to find cure to ailments and diseases, which is preventing them from death and hence the life expectancy is increasing. And that's a good sign for a nation. So the government faces many challenges in order to keep us healthy. For example, the malnutrition afflicts a large percentage of our population. People, non people are not having sufficient amount of food calories that is required to an average human being. And then we also have problems related to safe drinking water. Then some areas in India lack basic sanitations. So these are some of the problems that need to be tackled and uh, there has to be an efficient population policy. So once these things are nicely addressed, fully addressed, then we can compete with the developed nations in terms of economic development. The next one is the adolescent population. So they are generally in the age group of 10 to 19 years. So these are the teenage people. 
who are in their school or college life. They are the most important resources for the future because after this they will immediately join the working force of the nation. Hence their nutrition requirement they are higher of a normal child or adult because this is the time when they are fully growing and any deficiency in their nutrition can result in a bad growth for country's population point of view. Usually girls of 10 to 19 years they suffer in inadequate supply of nutrition and their awareness can be improved through the spread of literacy and education. The next is national population policy. So as we know India's population is constantly increasing. So there has to be a good family planning in place. And the government of India has initiated the Comprehensive Family Planning Program in 1952. So this program promotes responsible and planned parenthood on voluntary basis. So some of the objectives of NPP is that there should be a compulsory school education up to 14 years of age for the kids. And then reducing the infant mortality rate to below 30 per thousand life. And then giving them universal immunization from hepatitis and polio and other stuff. That is they need to be given all the vaccines. And then we also need to delay the marriage of girls because in most part of the rural areas in India, child marriage is still carried out which is illegal. So these are the steps being taken towards family development and welfare. Now together NPP and adolescent. So in this topic we will read about how the national population policy will address the adolescent population that is the age group from 10 to 19 years because this population needs a greater attention because nutritional food requirement is all fine but there is something more important that needs to be addressed that is including protection from unwanted pregnancies and sexually transmitted diseases because these are some life-threatening problems and with lack of education about them the adolescent population can be the biggest victim of these problems. So we will have to spread awareness and side by side preventive measures such as contraceptive services accessible and providing food supplements, nutritional services, strengthening legal measures and prevent child marriages. So these are all preventive measures that are in place. Because India is a free nation, we have the right to do whatever we want to but then we also need to be prepared for the worst case scenario. Hence, these are some of the measures that are in place that addresses the major problem faced by the people of age group of 10 to 19 years. And in the end, people are the nation's most valuable resource. So a well-educated healthy population provides potential power. So with this, we have come to an end of this chapter. I hope you found this video informative. If you enjoyed these videos and see a purpose behind watching them, please like the video and comment down below. Until then, catch you guys later and talk to you guys on the next one. Peace.